Hello, and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here. Today, we're going to look at episode number six, which is part two of my spiritual background. So if you haven't heard part one, go on back to the archives and take a look. During the next segment of my life, mom got remarried during my teenage years and she had another baby. So we had five children in the family. And at that point, we all went back to the Lutheran church for special occasions. And I kind of walked away from reading my Bible. In high school, I learned to drive and my stepdad gave me a new car. And at that point, I wanted to go back to church. My mom said, if you're going to go to church, you need to go to the Lutheran church. So I found a Lutheran youth group and really enjoyed spending time there. They would study the Bible and the youth leader was a guitar player and he sang songs about Jesus worship songs that were so beautiful. I had never experienced music that had anything to do with the Bible. At this point, my heart fell in love with Jesus all over again. It was at this time, at age 18, that I realized that my voice needs to belong to Jesus, and I need to use that voice to sing for him. He's given me a voice to sing, and I need to use it to share his message. But once again, life crept in. I kind of walked away from church and the Bible and got busy with life. After a few more years, I was married to an unbeliever, and we had a son now a year old. And then my husband got saved and started reading the Bible. At this point, we went back to a Baptist church, a local Baptist church, and we had another son. The pastor at that church encouraged us not to take his word for what he said was in the Bible, but to read it for ourselves. Okay, so as two adults, we started reading it for ourselves and realized, I don't know that they're really teaching everything that's in here. So we swung all the way from the Baptist pendulum over to the Pentecostal pendulum, all the while reading the Bible for ourselves and coming to the realization that all these denominations are not something that are in the Bible. So we searched for a non-denominational place to worship. As a family, we ended up at a place where we studied the Bible verse by verse for about 15 years and got a good, really good foundation of what the Bible says so that we heard everything in context. There were other religious groups that tried to influence me throughout the years, but if it didn't agree with the original foundation of that original instruction book that I read under the covers at night with a flashlight, It wasn't the truth. Reason tells me that if a house is on a faulty foundation, it's not going to stand. It will crumble. I love one of the old Baptist hymns that we sang. It was, How Firm a Foundation. The lyrics go, How firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said? to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled. Fear not, I am with thee, O be not dismayed, for I am thy God, and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow, for I will be with thee thy troubles to bless and sanctify to thee 
thy deepest distress. And the last verse says, The soul that on Jesus had leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes. That soul, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no never, no never forsake. Now that's the kind of foundation I want my life to stand on. God has made many promises to his people Israel, and he's made many promises to the church in the Bible, and those promises are intertwined. The hymnal, How Firm a Foundation, made reference to God never, ever forsaking us. He will never, ever leave us or forsake us. That comes straight out of Scripture. It's a promise that God gave to us. He also promised us that when Jesus left the earth, that he would send the Comforter to us, and that was the Holy Spirit. And he promised that the Holy Spirit would be with us, in us, until the end of the age. And that is the age that we're living in right now, the church age. If you keep reading the love letters that God wrote to us in the Bible, he explains that he will take the Holy Spirit out of here at one point too. And if the Holy Spirit is in us, he's going to snatch up those that belong to him and take them home to be with him. He won't leave us here without the Holy Spirit. So I know this time is coming and it's coming soon to an earth near us. There's excitement in the air. Yes, okay, we were promised that in the last days of this age, perilous times will come. It's going to look ugly. The longer the king is gone, the worse it's going to get. We are living in the days when people don't want to hear the truth anymore. The truth is that Jesus loves you, and he's been trying to make a way for us to be reconciled back to God. It all started back in Genesis, and all through the Bible, God has taken time and time again to bring us back to him. The truth is there are other man-made religions out there that try to deceive us and draw us away from the truth, and they point to the Bible as being a fable or a fairy tale. The enemy can only copy what God does and says. He does. He's not even creative. He can't come up with his own ideas. He just tries to copy what God does and twists it just a little bit so that we take our eyes off of the truth, the way, the truth, and the life, and that is Jesus. Learn from my mistakes. Don't follow the religions of man or denominations or a person. Follow Jesus Christ and his word. You know, if you're in a bank, I've heard that the tellers will deal with real money all the time so that once they come across a counterfeit bill, they will recognize the fake one. So if we stay in God's word, if we stay in the truth, if we have a life built on the foundation of the truth, we will recognize a lie when it slaps us in the face. Yes, okay, so I am passionate about these things now. I'm not that little girl under the sheets hiding, reading my Bible anymore. I am a grown woman who God has taught through the Holy Spirit about what's in that book of Revelation, that last book of the Bible, you know, the one that you have to read all the others before it so that you can really understand it, and even then you've only scratched the surface. Yes, there is prophecy, a foretelling of condemnation coming on a world that rejects Jesus in this book of Revelation. But now, as an adult, and I look at this and see God's plan to reconcile us to him again, to bring us back into his presence forever, I see a glorious story of hope for those that choose Jesus and life with him.
abundant life here on earth and also an eternal life with God forever. Because this life here on earth is only temporary. It'll be over before we know it. I've made my choice on how to live it while I'm here, and I choose to follow the words of God's love letters to me in the Bible, the Logos, the written word of God. And I also choose to follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit will never tell me anything that disagrees with God's word. In fact, we are reminded that if a spirit comes to us with a different story than the good news that we have in the Bible, we're to have nothing to do with them. I am encouraged to contend for the faith, to fight for the truth that was given to the saints once and for all. I am to stand firm in the word, even if I'm labeled narrow-minded or legalistic. We are reminded to remain part of the body, the local church, and use the gifts that God has given us to further the kingdom of God. I am so thankful for that vacation Bible school that put a Bible in my hand so many years ago that brought me into a relationship with God Almighty. Jesus, the lover of my soul, has gone on ahead to my future. He's preparing a home for me to live with him forever and ever. Okay, maybe I cheated by reading the end of the book first, but I love a happy ending. I didn't realize it when I was young, but this book actually comes with a promise. Blessed is the one who reads aloud and those who hear the forthtelling, the prophecy of this book and obey what's written in it because the time is at hand. The book of Revelation as a child that scared me in places now gives me such hope. The book itself gives us an outline of what was, what is, and what is to come. In other words, the past, the present, and the future. The book opens with the revelation of Jesus Christ. We see a picture of Jesus. Then there are messages to the seven churches. Chapter 4 opens with the words, after this. And we don't see the church anymore in the book until the end, the last few chapters of Revelation. The next section of the book talks of all the things that will be happening on the earth to mankind should they decide to continue in their rebellion against God. In chapter 20, the enemy finally gets what's coming to him. I shared that rough outline to get to chapter 21 to share a part of that with you. At the beginning of chapter 21, John the Apostle is writing and says, I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne say, See, the tabernacle of God is among humans. He will make his home with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There won't be death anymore. There won't be any grief, crying, or pain, because the first things have disappeared. The one sitting on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. He said, Write this. These words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It has happened. It's finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will freely give a drink from the spring of the water of life to the one who is thirsty. The person who conquers will inherit these things. I will be his God and they will be my children. It goes on to give a warning to those that want to go their own way. It's God's earth. He made it and all that's in it for our good 
and his glory for our pleasure. He didn't have to make us. He wanted to share his love with us. All he's ever wanted is an intimate relationship with us. He gave us a choice. I'm choosing life. I'm choosing God's way. Are you thirsty? Are you coming along? Pick up his instruction book. Get to know him. Read it for yourself. See if it says and means what I told you about. Study it for yourself. God wants to reveal himself to you through his word and through his spirit, through the truth and the spirit. I hope to see you in heaven one day. I may not ever get to see you here on this earth, Even though we may live miles apart, we may be in eternity forever with him. Talk to me then when you get there, if you don't leave a comment. I hope part two of my spiritual background blessed and encouraged you. You can find Moments with Moni on iTunes, Overcast, Anchor, and Stitcher. You can also listen to it on my blog, Moments with Moni. Subscribe and don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Joy.